Little J is a person who lives inside of me, my inner child, full of grace, compassion, and ecstasy. Throughout his life, he's gone largely unseen and unheard in the most basic human way. He struggles but survives, down but not demoralized. He's grateful for all that he has, but still scarred and haunted from those memories of the past. He is not yet free, but trying to see how and when he can fit into a bifurcated and bitter world. The Lord is his savior. His family is strictly defined. A newly found love resides in his fragile heart. But since the very beginning, music has always been a friend, a constant blend of love and acceptance and appreciation of which he can always depend. But there is a feeling that resides deep down in his heart and that will always remain. And that's the feeling of no matter how hard you try, always being the same, always being somewhere on the outside. It's really a feeling that is sort of intangible. It's something that makes you feel insentient. It's a feeling where you don't quite know what's going to happen. You are very uncertain. You're very emotionally unstable because of everything that's happening around you and everything that you've essentially normalized. All of your experience and everything that you have dealt with for so long in your life is defined by this one little world word called outsider. And being an outsider, it really is something that is emotional. It takes a lot of mental capacity in terms of those feelings of differentiation and emotional instability and consistent mood changes because in your heart you feel that constant sense of I'm always somewhere. I'm living without a sense of belonging essentially. I don't quite fit in and I don't understand why. I don't understand why I can't be accepted. I don't understand why people can appreciate me for who I am, not what I am. I don't understand why I can't join a conversation and not feel judged. It's a never ending melancholy cascade sprinkled with a plethora of euphoria sometimes on top, but deep down in your heart, you really do know that you will always carry this thing, this feeling, this emotion, this sentiment, and it's so hard to think about and accept because no matter what, no matter how many times you explain it to someone or break it down in the most simplest way possible with just basic, basic understanding, they still will never understand you because your words are twisted, misconstrued, manipulated, and yes, you are once again misunderstood desperately yearning for consecrated attention to be seen to be understood acknowledged accepted for who you are truly not what you are or what people think or assume about you growing up i was already you know ostracized due to behavioral issues and always close to the teacher's desk secluded away from the other students i remember this one time in an attempt to fit in, I remember embellishing a story in second grade about what I did over our extended weekend. Told my class that I went to Mexico, but laughed it off later. And you know, part of it was rooted in pure comedy, 
but also just to be recognized, just to be seen. And the other part was just trying to fit in a little bit more, trying and trying and trying to survive in a world that is so bifurcated, that is so deeply divided, in a world that cannot truly accept you and understand you for who you are. Yes, as a child, I was curious, I was playful, I was boisterous, I was smart, but I always did feel different. I always did feel somewhere on the outside. Essentially, I was living without a sense of belonging. No matter how hard I tried and tried and tried to fit in, I always found that I was always somewhere on the edge of life, just trying to see and be who I really am. But it ain't easy being an outsider. Living without a sense of belonging, really just nowhere. Secluded, isolated, desolated, and alone. It's a state of instability and uncertainty. It hurts and it hurts and it hurts. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of A Butterfly in the Making. I am your host, Jeremiah Patterson. This episode is dedicated to my inner child, Little J. That's why it's called Dear Little J. And this episode essentially explores everything in terms of his emotional state and the things that he's experienced and gone through in his life. Not fully. Um... But this episode is not only dedicated to my inner child, Little J, but also to all the other, you know, little ones out there and people out there who feel like they don't quite fit in. They don't quite feel accepted. They are emotionally stable. They are trying to move on and succeed in their life, but they are also instantaneously and consistently haunted by those memories of the past. And so that's what we're going to be exploring in today's episode, episode seven, Dear Little J. So um, Little J is a person that essentially I have never really told anyone about. This is essentially like the first time I'm telling people about this openly, um, including my girlfriend, my best friends, my family, of course, who's listening to this, my friends as well. Well, close friends only, best friends, essentially. Um... (laughs) I guess that's another thing I should mention. Um, I am a very precarious person. When it comes to essentially, you know, labeling people, I have, you know, of course, friends, but I, I'm, a, I'm selective about that. I don't call everyone my friend. I have associates and like as this person and, you know, like the driving the school car was saying, uh, one of the, one of my peers, he said like, come on, excuse me, comrades. Um, So like, that's another thing. Like, I don't call everyone my friend because I've learned in life that you can't call everyone your friend because there are people that are so quick to betray you and stuff. Sorry, guys, this episode is going to be very real, very hard hitting. If you have a notepad, get it out. You're going to take notes on this episode. You're going to want to take notes. Lots of rawness and authenticity on this episode. 
um, very largely unedited and, um, you know, in terms of the production, it's going to be a bit scaled back on this episode because I really want you to capture the nature of what my inner child has always felt and is still going through, but also my mature self now, you know, in terms of the experiences I've learned, just giving that advice off to all of you. And so I don't call everyone my friend. I have, you know, about four best friends and I have some people that I call friends. Um, and I have associates as well. I have many associates, but I don't have a lot of friends and that's a good thing. You know, a lot of the times in life, people think that you need friends. You don't, you really do not need friends. Um, you don't need a lot of friends essentially. You know, like you have like those, you know, group chats or like those, those friends in like a group and everything. Well, I mean, how do you not necessarily know that the other person in that group of friends is talking about you or presumably the other group of friends? It creates this toxic circle of, you know, other people talking about other people and there's no real authenticity and everything. And so what I've done essentially in my life is I've built this circle this connection around me, people that I trust and can relate to. And not to say that I don't talk to other people. I still do have associates and I still do branch out and make sure that I speak with other people as well, because it is something that's essential in terms of growing your social circle and not feeling so closed in and boxed in and conformed to the things that you're used to and being afraid to explore the things that you need to, you know, like, don't be so afraid to explore new things in this life. Don't be so afraid to explore the things that have the potential of making you a better person, or of giving you the opportunity to thrive and to live with more happiness and success. These are definitely some key essential things that you must learn how to do and must grow on you. Because you know what? We are all butterflies in the making. That's why I named the podcast this, A Butterfly in the Making. I'm not yet a butterfly. I'm still a caterpillar, not even close to the cocoon stage because I'm still growing and I'm still healing. But we are all butterflies in the making. And yes, one day we all will become butterflies. But it's a journey. It's a road to get there. And then, you know, that also reminds me because I remember seeing this one quote from this um, lady, and I'm going to paraphrase it here. She essentially said that we always talk about the beauty and the essence and the grace of a butterfly, but we never talk about the struggle and the hard work, essentially, and the persistence and survival it took just to get there. I mean, like, these are insects that didn't just miraculously emerge from the face of the earth and stuff. These are insects that didn't just miraculously emerge out of cocoons and become one of the most beautiful and most known and incredible insects to, to exist. These are insects that actually went through struggle. They went through pain. They went through challenges and and turbulence. These are insects that fought just to survive, just to get into that cocoon, just to become a butterfly. We often talk about the stage 
of the beauty and the grace and the essence, but we rarely talk about what it took to get there. We often skip over that part because we're so satisfied and we're so happy with the ending that we aren't merely interested in talking about the past. Or we aren't merely interested in talking about what it took to get there. Yes, there are people that become successful. Yes, there are people that make it and that believe and that get there, that get to the top. But we never really essentially talk about what it took to get there. And so to tie all of this back in, what I'm basically saying here is that here on episode seven, dear little Jay, I am going to tell you, you know, essentially what it took to get here. How essentially... You know, the the very beginnings part, the inner workings, essentially, that inner child that is still so scared and traumatized and just on the edge trying to survive for as long as he can. And one of the things that makes him, one of the things that is an integral part of who he is is feeling like an outsider. And there are several reasons as to why he feels that way. One reason being that he never really had a father figure. Not having a father figure for me, of course, um, you know, I mean, it's something that many people go through, um, specifically, you know, black communities as well. You know, it's something that is very unfortunate, but it happens this sense of having children and then just abandoning them or having children and being there for them. But that being there is so inconsistent that your own child is questioning essentially their, their worth, their love, that type of inconsistent loving on and off relationship essentially being apathetic to the fact that that is your child, that sense is what really hurts. And once you get to that point of emotionally accepting that, that honestly is the most devastating thing possible. And it's one of the reasons why you essentially feel like an outsider. Because not having a father figure, not having another, you know, person in the house that you can merely talk to or relate to in terms of, you know, also other advice, in terms of parental advice and everything. Yes, there are other people in your life that you eventually find along the way, including in your family and also friends and everything. But that is such an integral part of to what um, essentially makes a man a man, <laughs> if, if that makes sense. Um, it's such an integral part into the teaching, into that stepping stone of life. So that, I mean, that's just one of the reasons why I feel like an outsider. And another reason is being that, you know, essentially I have an old soul. People often tell me that I'm a wise young man or that I think differently than the other kids or, you know, essentially I'm, you know, a bit different than others. And I was talking to a professional about this the other day and she explained to me that I'm not with my people yet. 
And, you know, her name is Dr. Anna Stratus. She's a great person. She's absolutely perspicacious and, and phenomenal when it comes to giving advice. And she said that I'm inquisitive, I'm intelligent, I'm wise, and I'm also mature. And she said that one day I will find my people, I will find my group and the people who I can mostly relate to and build a comprehension with. And for her to say that, it was definitely an inexplicable feeling that I finally came to realize because I was never really able to put a point on it. I was never really able to understand it. I mean, she said it's like I'm a 35-year-old man. (laughs) living in a young person's body. And I mean, it's funny because like that's something that has been said before. That's the same. I've gotten that same type of sentiment from other people. I remember my history teacher in seventh grade once asked me, he said, if you weren't the age you were right now, essentially, how old do you think you would be? And I said, okay, probably 32. You know, he shook his head basically in agreement that, yeah, I mean, I act very differently for my age. I think very differently for my age. That is something that I've known and I've come to, you know, essentially accept. I realize that the things that I do and the things that I like and say do not necessarily compare to the things of an average teenager or other kids in terms of what they would inherently do or be into at this age or at this philosophical or cerebral is that even the right word for this? <laughs> um, I guess mental cognitive development point at in their life at this time. I mean, you know, it's 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 definitely something that I've always felt because I have, you know, it's just when you've always felt like an outsider, that's a hard feeling to take in. So what I'm basically trying to say here is that That revelation for me was discouraging, but also exhilarating. It was discouraging knowing that, you know, essentially I'm going to have to wait to find my people. I'm going to have to wait to get to the other side of that and stay sucked into this circle that I don't quite fit into and can't really ever fit into. And that I'm also very different from others. It's also exhilarating because I will eventually find that circle, that group, those people, and will feel a sense of belonging, acceptance, and understanding that I never got before. But along that road and that way on that road to my destination, you are growing within yourself and learning more things about yourself as well. Another reason why I feel like an outsider is due to my insatiable inclination to learn things. I don't really like actual school, but beyond that, I really love to learn new things, whether it be history, books, articles, an article, excuse me, a story I didn't know about or new inventions and concepts. There aren't that many people that I know that have that same readiness and passion And the last thing, definitely the biggest, is unresolved pain and unhealed past traumas. If there's anything I've learned in this life, it's that no matter how hard you try to advance and move on from something, you won't ever truly be successful or feel free until you've let go of that thing that's holding you back. You know, because like, 
If something is seriously holding you back and you know that you are hurting internally and it's causing you emotional pain or physical pain or external stress and pressure on other various factors in your life, you have to let go of it. Otherwise, if you do not let go, you yourself are vicariously living through the person who you want to be but are not. You're vicariously living through the person who you want to become, but are not. You cannot yet become, you cannot yet quite become that person. Because if you would just leave it, and if you would just let go, you can become that person that you are trying to be. I swear, this is going to be like an episode that I'm going to have to listen back to myself various times because I'm a stubborn person. Just a little bit stubborn. You know, but I mean, what I'm trying to say here is that there are many people in this life that end up getting stuck up in their ways or that end up getting stuck up into how they feel. And they essentially develop this habit of staying quiet and living with that never ending pain. And that just means that you are essentially holding on to something that you are afraid of losing. If pain is the source of the stability of your existence, then that is something you are going to try to clench onto with your every being because it is the only thing essentially that you have ever known. And so, you know, you have to let it go. Those harmful experiences will continue to hunt you. It will continue to infuriate you. And that is a generation of living with pain and avoiding these large-scale breakthrough conversations in terms of family and everything. I have been through so much in my life. I've seen so much. I've dealt with so much. But one of the things that Jeremiah has learned that my inner child is still struggling to cope with and to accept is that life is a beautiful, beautiful gift from God. And it is something that we really must cherish. It is something that we really must appreciate in every single aspect of it. So holding on to that bitterness and holding on to that pain is not worth sacrificing your inner peace just because you are afraid of what change will bring. If you are hurt, if you are struggling to survive, to stay afloat in this bifurcated and ambivalent and divided world, you must let yourself release. You must relinquish that pain and be liberated and fly in your spirit. Because if you don't, you will find yourself in this never-ending melancholy cascade this cycle of continued emotional depravity and continued emotional ups and downs and instability. Happy one moment, depressed the next. Okay one moment, sad the next. If you no longer want to feel that way, as they say in this gospel song by Kirk Franklin, I just want to be happy, but I keep on doing the things that keep on bringing the pain. If you no longer want to feel that way, you really do have to put in the work to want to make a change. You have to give yourself the strength. You have to give yourself 
the persistence and the push to want to make that change, to want to make things different. If you are tired of being hurt, if you are tired of living in this never-ending cycle of pain and of pain and despondency, you have got to let yourself make the efforts now to relinquish it and to begin making those amends. It is something that not many people know or that not many people, you know, essentially learn this early on in life, but it is something that you have to do. You have to talk with those people that have hurt you. You have to explain to them why you feel that way. You have to have that breakthrough conversation in order to secure that everlasting peace that you've always dreamt and desired and yearned for. And that is something that I'm going to have to tell myself, essentially, multiple times. All of this is coming from the heart. Yes, Jeremiah, excuse me, Jay, this is a message for you. My inner child, this is, I'm literally speaking to you. You are living inside of me. You are hurting. You are trying to survive and you are trying to do things your way. But I'm telling you to let it go. Let go of that pain. Let go of that trauma and that unhealed unresolved pain. Let it go. Let it go. I know you feel like it's your only sense of being, your only sense of belonging in terms of stability, because it's the only thing you've ever known, the only thing you've ever clinged onto, the only thing you've ever realized was stable in your life is that pain. I need you to let it go. I need you to find the strength, that hero within you. Look inside your heart, your spirit, believe and release it because it is no longer benefiting you and it never was. I need you to know, Jeremiah, little Jay, that you are worthy. You are smart. Yes, you've always felt like an outsider, but you are You are so much more than you know. You are going to become something great. You are going to become something powerful. And don't you ever let anybody take that away from you ever. Don't you ever let anybody stop you from pursuing your goals and succeeding in life. Don't you ever let anyone make you feel like you have to falter in what you believe or lose faith in your dreams because you are worthy of acceptance. You are worthy of love. You are worthy of gratitude. You are worthy of respect. You are worthy of patience. You are worthy of appreciation. You are worthy of belonging. You are here for a reason. This is why you are here. You were made to exist. You do belong here. You were put on this earth for a reason. You do have a purpose. You are not some miscellaneous creature with an ambiguous existence. People see you, they hear you, they love you, and they care for you. Please, little Jay, just open up your heart and allow them in. I know you've been hurt so many times and your heart is reluctant to accept this. Your heart is reluctant to deal with this, but just open up your heart because when you do, you will find that you are no longer confined in this space, in this area, in this very, very sequestered, 
tiny fraction of your life. It will always not be that way. It's not always going to be this way. And I need you to listen to me, little one. (sighs) Because if I can find the strength to continue to carry on, despite all the pain, despite all the drama, despite the tears and the trauma, I know that you too can eventually find the way to have those breakthrough generational emotional conversations filled with love, acceptance, releasing of judgment and pain and heartache, but bringing into it grace and compassion and responsibility and accountability. I know that you will find your way. I know that you will find a way to live in a world that is bifurcated and bitter because you will release that pain. You will release that hurt. You will release that trauma and you will live. I need you to believe that and I need you to cling on to that hope and make it happen. My journey in the Mariah Carey phase thus far has been riveting, emotional, exciting, but also for me comforting as well. That will be explored on a different episode as we essentially end this season in a trio of episodes, a plethora, three episodes, three. Three is a special number for me because of course, you know, it holds very, very sentimental meaning, which will be explored on the last episode once you get to it of the series. But I do want to leave with this. Dear sweet inner child, I know you suffered and survived. Your wings may be clipped, but one day you'll soar and thrive. You've weathered storms and darkness, faced fears and doubts with grace. And though your scars may linger, you've never lost your place. You carry hope and wonder like a flame that still burns bright. And with each passing moment, you go stronger in your might. So take heart, little one, for your time will come to shine. And when you spread your wings, you'll fly higher than the sky. You'll dance in fields of flowers and chase the sun's warm rays. And all the pain and hurt will be but a memory in the haze. So hold on to your spirit and keep your dreams in sight. For one day, dear inner child, you'll take your wondrous light. I love you, little Jay. You're going to soar one day. Keep believing keep praying and keep pressing. Don't you dare give in. Hold on.